0: Welcome, Black Hollywood Live fans. Of today's Fit Club, we talk with Jasmine Leva, documentary filmmaker of the Invisible Vegan. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, Fit Club. What's up, Fit Clubbers? Uh, we are joined today by Jasmine Leva, awesome documentary filmmaker. Got a little Tupac in the background talking about making changes, and she's making some great changes in the African-American community and worldwide, really, with everybody. Um... I love that you're a vegan. I love that you're promoting it. Uh, as you guys know, my name is Shaka Smith. You guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. Where can they find you?
1: Oh, they can find me on Instagram at The Invisible Vegan, Twitter, Invisible Vegan, or Facebook, The Invisible Vegan.
0: Awesome. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're down, Fallon, our other co-host, but hopefully we'll have you back in when she's in um, in town as well. I would
1: love
0: that. Um, but I'm so excited uh, about this whole, you know, I'm vegan. I've been vegan for about a year and a half. Woo-hoo. And so, yeah. It, <laughs> It's okay. so great to discover other <laughs> vegans, you know, it's, it's been a growth period for me, and like, I go, I go to your Instagram, and what is it, you're a vegan badass, and you know, you're set on fire, so uh, wh- I just want to know, how did this start for you?
1: Okay, so I've been flirting with veganism for about a decade. For a long time, I was a jasmine <laughs> But when I became interested in um, plant-based eating, I would tell you know my friends back home in D.C. Most of my friends were yeah, black. And um, they would just laugh me out. Yeah. you know. And I was just wondering, like, why don't they think this is, you know, why aren't they receiving this information the way I'm receiving this information? So I was looking at all the, you know, I was reading a lot of vegan books and watching vegan documentaries, and I realized, like, Wow this this information isn't formatted to us. Yeah. Like if I'm watching a documentary about plant-based eating and I see all like white male experts in their 60s and then I don't see people of color introduced to the hour mark and it's a narrative like, look at these poor people who can't afford to, you know, give their kids anything but Burger King. Automatically, like, I'm not connected to the material because I don't see anyone that can really, like, that I relate to in the message. So with the Invisible Vegan, like, I want to give um, young people, people like me, examples I didn't have growing up. Like, I I didn't see a lot of black vegans. To me, the vegan movement might as well have, like, you know, just a skinny white woman with yoga pants on. Yeah. Like, didn't that was... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I just saw oh, veganism, that's a white people thing. Like, yeah. I didn't know it related to us because I didn't see us represented in the movement. And we are. There are a lot of black vegans. Oh, yeah. it's, it's it's penetrating hip-hop, <laughs> but there's still a lot of people who don't know that. So, yeah. with this documentary, I want it to be a little bit more mainstream. Like, hold on, black folks. <laughs> We're more than soul food. We're more than pig feet. We're more than fried chicken. Like, that is... That's that's a part of slave culture, but we need to get back to African culture. And in Africa, we were eating fresh crops. Yeah. We were eating vegetables. We were teaching people how to make the vegetables. So just reconnecting um, our people with their real their
0: roots. And, and how did it break through for you? Because I, I know for me, and I, it's interesting that you say that because I got introduced to it through Annette Larkins, who is this black lady who's a vegan. I didn't even realize maybe because she's black, it resonated with me. Maybe because she was in Florida, I'm from Florida, it broke through for me. And that's how. How did it break through for you?
1: Kind of similar. I was working on um, this lifestyle series called My Black is Beautiful. For the show, we had to interview um, Bobette Davis. She works at a a vegan restaurant in Inglewood. Mm -hmm. Woman of color. I saw her. She was in her 60s. And I was like... Damn, she is bad. Like I was looking at her body, like in her sixties. Like her body was trumping mine. And like uh, the other lady that worked there, same thing. She was like in her fifties. I thought she was like twenty seven. So I was like, hold, hold on, hold on. What's going on? Where? Where's the secret fountain of youth that everyone's drinking from? And they both told me like, no, we eat primarily um, vegan diets, mostly plant based. Yeah. So I was just like. Oh, let me try this out because I want to look like her when I'm 65. She was a woman of color. She was someone I related to. So I, I started eating vegan, and then I was doing it just for cosmetic reasons. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, hmm, my, this acne that I've been struggling with is kind of going away. Yeah. And these digestive issues, like this big painful gas bubble <laughs> that I usually have in my stomach – they're not there anymore on top of other things i'm not going to go into that (laughs) might gross you out so so, you know once i saw those effects i was i was sold i was like this is the life
0: and and so how did you come to even documentary filmmaking because you know being vegan is one thing but then you married it like it's a 90-minute documentary Mm -hmm. so how did you stumble on that part of your field
1: I um well I've I worked in TV oh, okay. for a little bit shy of a decade and I've worked on documentary series. So when you're when you're a creative person and you're working on someone else's vision mm-hmm. while it's mildly satisfying on the end of that like on the other end of that like a part of your soul is like literally dying cuz you're just like I'm putting all this effort into somebody else's vision, while my vision is just sitting on some piece of paper somewhere, <laughs> just not coming to fruition. So I finally decided, like, it's time to kind of invest in myself.
0: And so, what would you say was the biggest challenge in doing that?
1: Doing it, yeah. Just the, getting- the biggest, the biggest challenge was overcoming fear and letting and and letting go of that need for security. Like, it's just like, no, no, no. I don't care about retirement right now. I don't care about a house right now. I don't care about a wedding right now because all these racks on racks on racks that I have, they're going to go to my vision so I can build something. So hopefully I don't have to, you know, worry about retirement and all that stuff later (laughs) for the little, you know, crumbs they want to give me. Like, I want to build an empire or like, who has a 50 Cent? I want to get rich or die trying. But I don't want to settle for like,
0: and either way, the you're nine fulfilled. Five yeah, you just yeah. feel
1: fulfilled. Like, when I'm at work and I'm email after email, like, I'm I'm sad, I'm stressed. But when I'm doing email after email for my own vision, I'm, like, hyped. Like, yeah. I'm, like, motivated. <laughs> I'm, like, look at all this. Look at these people trying to give me grants. Look at me working. Look, look at these people trying to, like, put me on their shows. Yeah. Like, it's it's just a different vibe.
0: Oh, that's amazing. And hopefully people take that lesson, because so many people were out here grinding in Hollywood in L.A., especially in L.A., it's City of Dreams, but people don't actually kind of go for their vision. You do, right? But uh, one thing I was surprised about, so, you know, obviously I just came up, I don't know why it's obvious, but I've been watching 13th. I watch it, like, you know, every couple of months just to remind myself what's going on and to affect some change. And I thought it was so interesting that your documentary also goes into socioeconomic, um I guess, causes and uh, the causes of slavery and how that has impacted the way we eat today. Um, That's why I wanted to start with that Tupac changes. Like, let's change the way we eat. Let's change the way we live. Tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Well, now we, you know, we're kind of in this space where a lot of people want to divorce race from everything that's going on. You know, they want to do the whole All Lives Matter thing. They want to say, why do black people always have to bring race into everything? And it's just like, because race is a part of almost everything. Like when you look at the way people eat and I see like, wait a minute, I go into this white community and there are all these like healthy food options and then I go to the black community with with all my family, my nieces, my nephews my aunts and uncles, and all they have access to is overpriced organic produce that isn't even fresh, Mm -hmm. and McDonald's and dialysis centers on every corner so for me, that's a form of environmental racism, every child, and and classism as well every child should have access to fresh healthy food, and someone needs to raise Raise that point instead of going like well why do we have let's just talk about the vegan part you can't talk about the vegan part because yeah. it's different for, you know, people in different areas who different from different socioeconomic backgrounds.
0: Yeah. And having access to, I guess what you said, even like having cheap, organic, fresh food, because I, I get so many people saying, oh, it's so expensive. But I'm like, I'm able to find I'm able to shop around and find cheaper areas. I'm this farmer's market here or even that store there. And so I think that whole idea of a food desert is very real.
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. Like even when I went back, you know, where my mom lives in D.C., and I went to a grocery store near her and I'm just like tomatoes for seven dollars. Because they were organic, yeah. and and for me, I'm like, I live in an area in L.A. where they have organic tomatoes. You know, yeah. more it's a gentrified area. Yeah, you would never see tomatoes for like seven dollars. So yeah. why would you do that in the black neighborhoods? It makes no sense.
0: And uh, it's like you
1: almost I, don't want people to buy it. Like it, you don't want us to be healthy. To
0: exactly. Preneurs is at a severe disadvantage. Right. And we already know there's a stigma in the African American community for going to get that medical attention and seeking more of that advice. Um, how do you address? the unwillingness, I think, for a lot of African-Americans to embrace this or even seek it?
1: With patience. <laughs> With patience. Because one, one thing that I address in my documentary, um, a flaw I see in some kind of vegan um, outreach approaches, is they want to force it on people. Yeah. But you have to take into consideration, psychologically, if someone's been doing something for 30 years. That's what they've been conditioned to do.
0: Yeah. You
1: can't... It's unrealistic to I- expect everyone to just change overnight. But it is realistic for you to, you know, give people the information and, and kind of, like, let them go at their own pace. Don't don't force it on someone, but, you know, you get more bees with honey. Yeah. So uh, that's my approach. And even in my documentary, I say that. I'm like, I'm here to give people the information so they can make a choice from a place of knowledge and not ignorance. Whether they do become vegan or not it's up to them
0: yeah and and I guess in that same vein, so you were kind of put up on veganism what ten years ago, but it took you a while to get like fully, fully vegan. How was that process for you, and you know setbacks or
1: it was well, if you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. And before when I was going vegan, it was for cosmetic reasons, you know, and it was a thing where, okay, well, if I eat mainly plant based and eat some chicken every now and then, it's not going to hurt my stomach. But I wasn't thinking deeper than that. I wasn't thinking that, you know what? This uh, this this system we got going on with the animals before I, I wasn't connected to yeah. that again. Didn't have those examples growing up. Didn't have a lot of compassionate black women teaching me. <laughs> hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't be slaughtering these, these animals in that manner. Hey, maybe we should actually care about the environment. Yeah. I didn't have that message drilled into me as many times as I saw a McDonald's commercial. Yeah. So once I started reading more, you know, doc, you know, reading more documents and books and watching, um, you know. Uh, uh, documentaries on veganism, yeah. then it kind of it clicked because it was like I got the message several times and it became ethical instead of cosmetic.
0: Yeah. So was there like a shift? So two years ago you said, okay, now is the time?
1: Yes, two yeah. years ago. And as a matter of fact, it was John Sally. Oh, great. It was actually show. John yeah. Sally. Shout I was, out to John. <laughs> I was interview. I was, I mean, I didn't tell him this, but when he, um, when I interviewed him, he asked me, was I vegan? I was just like, no, you know, I, I do what I can, but I'm giving myself, you know, I had my whole spiel and he was just like, um, you can't stick to your conviction. Are you making this excuse for you or me?
0: <laughs> oh wow! And I was like, "Well, damn! Well,
1: damn!" And he doesn't know. Like after that day, I was just like, "Cause I consider myself a real chick." And I'm like, "You know what? At the end of the day, thank you for calling me out. Yeah, that thank you for with calling. You, right? Yeah, it <laughs> stuck with me because people don't call you on your stuff. Exactly. So I'm um, vegan ever since.
0: And so he he's in the documentary, right? Yes. Um, who else were you excited to have in the documentary?
1: Everybody, I was excited for every. I was excited to have um, stick from Dead Prez because I feel like he he represents cool. Yeah, you know, and like a lot of times when people think of vegan, they think of it. Just doesn't always come off as it's like cool. cool yeah. but he's like this. Um, you know, just to have like this black smooth hip hop rapper in there, I just I just felt he added an element that's missing to like the mainstream movement. Um, Genesis. Uh, Genesis Genesis Butler She's At the time She was an Eight year old Activist For animal rights So just to have that, That child's voice Um so many people. Oh, Tracy McCarter. I loved, you know, I read her book by Annie Greens Necessary and just how she broke down everything like what they do to the chickens and the cows. And, and her book is written in a very practical way to help you connect with the information. Yeah, so she's I like the liked,
0: starter guide, right? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah
1: she has the yeah. African American vegan starter guide to like show. And you can get it online yeah. for free. It's a PDF. Oh, okay. Just nice. download it. And, um, Yeah, everyone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So this, uh, is a trailer out for Invisible Vegan?
1: Yes, Okay.
0: Where can they find that trailer?
1: You can go to theinvisiblevegan.com on YouTube. It's the first thing that comes up.
0: Okay, awesome. And then um, when is the film being released? Where can people see the film once it's released?
1: So, (laughs) glad you asked. So, Saturday after next, um, July 15th, I am hosting my first... The Invisible Vegan screening awesome. at the Colony Theater in Burbank. So if you're around, it's going to be a black tie event, um, catered. It ticket prices are twenty five dollars, and it's to raise finishing funds for the film because in the film there's a lot of third party footage, photos, and music, and a lot yeah. of people don't know how expensive that is. Yeah, you got to pay it's, for that. <laughs> it's, it's pretty pricey. Like we're talking fifty to a thousand per photo. We're talking like. 15 to to $100 per second on footage, and the way my bank account is set up, <laughs> yeah. I need a little help with that, so I'm going to um, launch a crowdfunding campaign in the next two weeks as well.
0: Awesome. What, so what, what's the most exciting part for you of this journey? What's been the most exciting part of it so far?
1: Seeing that I could do it. You know, it's it's one thing. Every Everyone has a dream, yeah. but there are not a lot of people who actually get to see, you know, that Dream come to life. Like every girl that says, When I grow up, I want to be an actress, or I want to, you know, build this building or open this restaurant. I feel like there is a very small percentage that actually gets to see, you know, their seed bloom into a flower. And just seeing, you know, my first film and knowing that I put all my blood, sweat, and tears into it, all my money into it (laughs) (laughs) that's bittersweet. That's bittersweet. But it's just a beautiful feeling to know that you can. You can make dreams into reality.
0: Oh, that's awesome! I'm uh, still working on that myself, so I gotta <laughs> take a page out of your book. Um, what is I'll put you on the spot here? Uh-uh. So y- you've got someone who's interested. How do you get them to be vegan? I have so many friends. And I you know, I, I tell them you know, small doses, small doses here. But how do you make that pitch?
1: You know the best the best way to actually get people hooked is to let them taste something good. True. That's where I found yeah. most of my luck. Like, it was, you know, I had this one friend, she came to visit me from New York. Yeah. And so she was staying with me for a few days, and I was taking her out to all the places I go eat, making her my own food. Yeah. And she was like, this whole time, I thought you were depriving yourself. Girl, you out here living life. <laughs> like, she loved the food. And so after yeah. that, of course, she started, like, eating more, like, plant-based dishes. So just, like, letting people see, like, no, vegan food can be really, really delicious, really dope. Because you have to have, like, a sense of, you have to know, like, flavor profiles in order to make it taste good. Whereas most people, it's just, like, they can't cook. It's, like, yeah. you're melting cheese and putting salt and sugar on everything. Yeah. And that's not.
0: And you can still have mac and cheese Vegan mac and cheese. You can still have vegan fried chicken. And so, and how do you for yourself, uh, because I know it gets a little tough for me, there is healthy vegan and there's unhealthy vegan. And I I, I don't think people realize that. People think, uh, oh, you're vegan, you're having like sand and lettuce. I can go have fried chicken, I can have mac and cheese, I can eat Oreos. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) how, how do you make that balance? Do you make that balance?
1: I'd always sit here thinking of like this vegan Ben and Jerry's ice cream that was in my so freezer. So good, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so good. And it
0: all coming out when I would like, and although I would say a lot of these mainstream guys are now making vegan corollaries. Right. So, and it's not necessarily healthy, but it's better than a, you know better than the real thing.
1: Exactly. Exactly. In moderation, like yeah. for the most part, I try to I try to go. Mostly plant-based. Yeah. Like in the morning, like I try to start off with some kale, banana-y, cashew oh. shake and then try uh, to cool. have like one salad or soup midday and then at the end of the day, like then it's just bring on the carbs. <laughs> that's, that's actually my approach too. <laughs> I go
0: plant-based, like really plant-based for um, breakfast and lunch and then dinner. Dinner is, is like yeah. party. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, that's awesome. Um, well, I love that you joined us here today. This has been amazing. Um, The Invisible Vegan again. um, Where
1: can they find it one more time? Uh, You can go, if you want to see the teaser, you can go to YouTube, The Invisible Vegan. You can go to the website, theinvisiblevegan.com, Instagram, at The Invisible Vegan. Check us out.
0: Cool, and there'll be a link to the crowdfunding when that starts, right? Yes. Uh, Well, thank you for joining us. I'm so happy you were here.
1: Oh, thank you for having Um, me.
0: Again, guys, you guys can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at Shaka Strong. Where can they find you?
1: You can find me at The Invisible Vegan on Instagram and at Invisible Vegan on Twitter.
0: Oh, well, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Bye guys. From executives Kevin Undegaro, Dario Christie, Tiana Hobson and the entire BHL staff. We would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagramming at King Bay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood, Hollywood redefined. redefined.